African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, it's 11 o'clock again. Thank you for joining us this morning, right here on the last edition of this week of African Dialogue, where we contextualize the issues and the big stories on the African continent. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatama, on the shortwave service on the frequency 7230 kHz on the 41-meter band to Southern Africa. Remember, we're also on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet, and you can also listen to us internationally and on the continent on www www.channelafrica.co.za Today we're going to be looking at a very interesting uh, conversation that's taking place around sports. It's heart-wrenching for us as South Africans since we hold uh, our South African Olympic champion Kasta Semenya close to our hearts, but she's once again making headlines around the world. This after the International Association of Athletics Federations proposed regulations that target female athletics athletes with the androgen excess which is a medical condition characterized by having excessive levels of male sex hormones such as testosterone the IAF is now enforcing these female athletes to take medication to reduce their testosterone levels Semenya is currently fighting her case in Switzerland involving the IAF and also Athletics South Africa the South African Minister of Sports Togazile Klasa is also there with a delegation of experts uh, to support Custis Amisnia's case at the Court of Arbitration of Sports. And we're asking on our Facebook page, do you think that Custis Semenya is being victimized as an athlete? Go to our Facebook page. Let's have this conversation with you. It's not the same when you don't join in the conversation. So tell us your thoughts. Do you think that the South African uh, athlete Custis Semenya is being victimized by these regulations as an athlete? Uh, go and give us your thoughts there. But I'm told that we have have uh, the Minister of Sports in South Africa, Togo Zilekasa, on the line. She's actually in Switzerland with a big team there, and we're just going to cross over to her just to get uh, uh, just a view of what's happening that side. Uh, Minister, thank you for giving us your time. Welcome, uh, Benjamin, and a very good morning to, to you and all your viewers. Mm. Now, tell us a little bit about the position of uh, South Africa here when it comes to this particular case. I know that you have a huge delegation of experts there in Switzerland. Just uh, give us a little bit about uh, the position that you as a delegation is taking on this particular case. Thank you very much, uh, Benjamin. Uh, Indeed, uh, I think uh, first and foremost, we want to appreciate how South Africans have come on board to... Uh, join us in this fight because uh, our position on this comes from uh, two angles. One, we are looking at how, uh, from the human rights side, how uh, the introduction of these um, regulations, you know, has been coming and uh, you could see uh, over the years it would target and impact directly on athletes, whilst on the other hand it would have a, a long-term impact on all athletes who happen to have a, a, a you know, this mm. 
advantage of having a higher uh, testosterone levels. And therefore now, when looking at it, uh, you look at it uh, from the side where you see it is only women that are targeted and it is not all women that are targeted. So for, for us, as it has been coming over the years, it would impact on this particular athlete because they would target a certain threat that athlete is participating in. And when that uh, body within that country that is responsible for, for, for that athlete uh, and therefore uh, you find that when the country also supports that athlete, they would recruit draw this, uh, uh, this regulation. So are you I saying, Minister, for just, when they hmm. I just to wanted be, to know from you, Minister, so are you saying with that particular statement that you think that Casta Seminia is being targeted specifically in this case? We, we are, you know, particularly saying she, she is being targeted because now, this time around, they are targeting only those tracks where she is participating in. And even the one that she intends to participate in in 2020 in, 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 in Japan for the Olympic Games. So should then it be applicable? It means she has to uh, lower her testosterone, now comes back now and other element that comes into, which is the health part, where this, the scientific study that was required, it, it seeks to say what would be the, the negative impact, mm. why these particular ones, not everybody, even men for that matter, if it calls and, and targets in terms of uh, having that advantage. But at the same time, it does not tell us that the high performance that uh, uh, Casta is, 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 is a program that is, she's participating in, to what level it is giving her advantage. And therefore, those are kind of things that they must convince us. And, and therefore, we have a, a team that is looking into the medical side. We have a team that is looking into the human rights side, where if, it, if you have a physique, if you happen to, to have whatever natural advantage and, 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 and being a woman. So, so from human rights side and also on the mm-hmm. medical side, we have a very solid team that mm-hmm. we have drawn even from the countries that used mm-hmm. to stand before this court of arbitration and challenge this very notion. Mm. Well, let me bring in uh, Minister Richard Stander here, who's joining us for this uh, discussion. He's the CEO of Athletics South Africa. Richard, it's a very interesting case, isn't it? Because one would think that an athlete, just by their ability, they should have some form of natural um, superiority to the next one. And here we're seeing now genetics coming into the fold. How do you, as Athletic South Africa, view uh, this uh, standpoint that has been made here by the IAAF? Uh, Benjamin, firstly, I would like to thank and the presence of the Honourable Minister of Sport and Recreation in, in London because we need her as the custodian of sport in South Africa to be the face for South Africa and to be the face of Africa in this case. Thank you very much for your willingness to do that. This matter is, of course, for Athletics of Africa, uh, very, very sensitive. This is not just about testosterone. It's about women, and it's particularly about African women, which the world deliberately misunderstands and is now using uh, some kind of, of testing to try and discriminate against us yet again. That is the principle here. And the minister is quite right. 
Qasr has been targeted. They can say whatever they like. How come the 100 meters is, is excluded? How come hammer throw, which are much more testosterone uh, uh, lenient, are being excluded? Mm. It's about Qasr. Uh, it's about Africa. It's about African women. And we must deal with this decisively once and for all. Okay, let's look at, uh, you know, the, the, the position that the IAAF finds itself right now. Because one would argue that uh, maybe this is uh, due to the fact that uh, the, uh, the area in which Casta uh, Seminia operates usually has uh, women of a different physical stature or physiology, Richard. Does that argument hold? It's again the perception of the world of women. That is really where we need to look at. How can a woman that looks like a man be a man? Um, It's a perception. Uh, There's many perceptions. We must remember that coaches out there deliberately seek out athletes with excellent capacities and draw them and coach them to become the face of a country. Uh, at the highest level of participation like the World Championships and Olympic Games. And that is really what the essence of the matter is. The world has been discriminating against women for far too long. And let me give you a specific example. Pole vault has been only allowed in the world stage in 1998. 50 kilometers walk has been only allowed on the world stage in the last four years. That's how recent discrimination against women is taking place. It's not something that's been long gone and forgotten. It's still taking place every day of our lives. This is merely one situation which the testosterone levels of an athlete has been tested. And this, it's just merely another way of trying to discriminate against women. And that can't be. We cannot stand for that. Mm. Let me bring in Letlohonolo Mukhorwane, who's a policy development and advocacy fellow at Sonke Gender Justice. Listening to what Richard and the Minister of uh, Department of Sports and Recreation in South Africa, Letlohonolo, one would say you'd never expect this in 2019 or 2018 when these uh, uh, proposals uh, resurfaced once again. That is true, but I think we also need to consider that the similar fight happened in 2015, right, where we had an Indian mm, woman yes, who sure. was also challenging the AISF on testosterone level, and that uh, decision was, you know, overturned. It was um, rejected, and now we have this situation again. So there's a history of particularly victimizing women from the global south, it seems. And uh, why do you think this is so, the position of the, the, the IAAF, I would think that it would be a regressive thinking if uh, they were doing it solely for gender reasons or maybe it's becoming an issue of uh, a racialized issue. I'm not quite sure where we sit in in terms of the position of the IAAF. I haven't figured out their intention here. Well, I suppose the, I, the IAAF has said that it's about promoting, you know, um, or equal competition or fair competition amongst all women. So on the face of it, it looks like a, a gendered issue or a sex issue. But when you look deeper into it, we understand that it's an intersectional issue. So if in more instances, the woman that has been challenged on the testosterone level has been women who are from the global south, 
Um, so it's been either Indian women or it's been mm. black women in Africa. So we see how the intersectional, the intersectional dimension are playing itself out here. So it is affecting women like Kasta Semenya who are black women. Mm. Let me take a quick break and I want to come back to the minister after the break because it seems also it's a continental fight here as was alluded to by Richard Standard and also Little Honola right now seeing that these two women that have been actually um, been the focus of these regulations come from the global south. We'll explore that after this break. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9am with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective Well, thank you for joining us. It's 20 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. You're with me, Benjamin Moshata Marwanch here on Channel Africa, where we speak into the continent of Africa from an African perspective. And today we have the Minister of the Department of Sports and Recreation in South Africa, Togozile Klasa. And I know that she's been just landing now this morning in Switzerland to deal with issues around the Casta Semenya's case at the Court of Arbitration of sports so we want to thank you minister for making this time to speak to us i know that you have a huge delegation there and you have a lot of conversations that you have to still uh, have this morning but looking at the issue of this uh, contest it seems like there's a target on the global south as was alluded to by richard and what are your thoughts as a south african minister in an international space whereby you feel as a minister that one of your athletes from the african continent is being victimized on a an international level. Can you can you just come come again, uh, Benjamin? I'm starting to. Okay, let me try. You, um, sure. Okay, just uh, as we look at this issue because uh, Richard and Lithuanol were highlighting uh, before we went to the break that this seems like it was a target on athletes uh, in the global south. I mean we uh, saw the issue of uh, the Indian athletes that also had the same issue and was approaching uh, the court of arbitration, won the case against the IAAF and I'm asking you as a South African minister in sports, how do you feel as someone on an international level who feels like one of the athletes is being targeted here? If I get you well, uh, Benjamin, uh, I think uh, in, in the discussions earlier, mm. as you indicate, uh, we are here as a country supporting the efforts of our Athletic South Africa, which is a body that is sure. affiliated to IWAF, and also uh, supporting Castas uh, Mania's lawyers that are here. We've made our research, we've made our interactions, and our team that is here comes from uh, the countries that we can see the trend of IWAF targeting. You know, uh, your Africa, your Asia, your, your you know, because 
if if you also uh, would be following on the on the on the mm. people who are presenting their evidence, there was a Kenyan uh, athlete who was giving evidence to say, you know, this happened to me, but. Uh, you know, it was just something that was happening under the carpet. It's just like now they don't even want to expose the kind of what they do because they know it is discriminatory. It targets certain athletes. But we were very happy even from uh, even before uh, we could come here. We have a region five, what we call a region five in Sudan. They took a resolution mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. there and then to say, <laughs> we support this because we are behind you. This want to be an AU mm. a resolution. So for all of this, we are saying, whilst we stand to support our athletes and, and make sure that we protect our athletes moving forward, this we are not just doing for South Africa. We're mm. doing it for the continent. We're doing it for all the targeted who do not come from big countries or big economies, mm. as, mm. as they would be, they would be, uh, you know. Uh, Feared mm. and therefore not touching their athletes, mm. but we're very also uh, happy that athletes from those regions, like uh, your who came to say we support you and other you know and NBA, NBA athletes who came out. Mm. That for us was saying the world is united. Mm. This is a human rights issue. It's not just about. Sure. In South Africa, but critical to us is that if South Africa stands, because our uniqueness should also talk to the world, and mm. the world can learn so much from South Africa, we have to stand and make sure we win this case. We want to win mm-hmm. this case and sure. make sure that we teach the world. Minister Klaas, I'm going to get back to discriminate. So, sure. Minister Klaas, I'm going to let you go because I know that you're busy, but just one more question in terms of. Uh, uh, the process from here on and how this case is going to unfold. I know you have a group of experts there. What's going to happen today or this week? Do we know how the process of the court case is going to be handled and how long it's going to take and how your delegation is going to be involved in it? Today, uh, as I am arriving, we will be uh, in Lutana in, in, the, in the afternoon because we had a three-hour delay from South Africa. Okay. I was supposed to be there already. Okay. We will be meeting with uh, several uh, media uh, throughout the day because uh, we, strug- we were struggling to have the entry into the court itself. Uh, they, 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 they want to keep it uh, confidential. Uh, but to what we are saying, we're meeting with various uh, of the key role players. In the evening, we are meeting with the whole team. We have other interested uh, parties who are coming to join us. For instance, uh, this morning, uh, I am sent a, 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 you know, information on a study that was conducted and was shot down by IWA itself. Uh, we're going to... Uh, have uh, that uh, person who conducted that study revealing it today. And in terms of uh, how it goes, it is in line with our input in terms of what we want to expose uh, from what IWAF is doing. So I, mm-hmm. we think it is also going to assist our mm-hmm. our team in finalizing because the case, the case is had up to tomorrow. 
Okay. And we will only share off the results at the end of the month. But okay. Okay. At the end of end of March. All but right. critical to us is that our campaign continues until there is the outcome mm-hmm. of the court case at the end of March. So the the proceedings in court will end tomorrow. Come again. I was asking if the proceedings yes. in in the court will end tomorrow. Okay, we're going to leave it there, uh, Minister, but thank you for giving us your time, and I'm going to take a quick break and get some more analysis from our other guests. Uh, I know that the minister there is right there at the airport in the business of everything that's happening there and also in the controversy of this particular story, but we thank the minister, Togozile Klasa, there from the Department of Sports and Recreation in South Africa. Let's take a quick break, and we'll continue to get more of an analysis from both of our other guests, Richard Standard, who is the CEO of Athletic South Africa, who is Policy Development and Advocacy Fellow at Sonke Gender Justice. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunyenzovo, and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Channel Africa giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us on our shortwave service on the frequency 7230 kilohertz on the 41 meter band to Southern Africa. Remember, we're asking on our social media, uh, do you think that Casta Semenya is being victimized and as, as an athlete in terms of enforcing regulations uh, that uh, impose uh, actually excessive levels of male sex uh, hormones such as testosterone in female athletes? Now, just summing up what uh, uh, the minister has been saying is the fact that it uh, seems like the campaign is going to be taking place for a long period of time until that court case has been actually finalized. Richard, from your perspective, this has been an international story. And uh, from what I hear from the minister, there are various researches that show uh, various outcomes in terms of uh, uh, the uh, medicating uh, athletes in terms of regulating their testosterone own levels. What's happening in this regard? Because that's an interesting issue because a lot of people come from different standpoints in, in, in this point of view. Uh, Benjamin, just to put uh, a fact correct, uh, which you've made uh, uh, based on my statement I've made earlier, please keep in mind that we at Ethics South Africa are speaking on behalf of South Africa mm. and not on behalf of Africa or on behalf of the world because sure. we do not have the mandate to sure. speak on their behalf. Yeah. So when we make it a uh, statement regarding our athletes, it's not merely because it's a certain regions or a certain Africa issue. It's just we have a mandate to speak to about South Africa alone. So uh, with that perspective uh, in this matter, we need to understand that Athletic South Africa or South Africa per se has been coming a long road, and so does Africa for that matter, but I don't want to go into that point now. But we've been in a very challenging political dispensation for many, many years. And this kind of discrimination took place for many years in South Africa and so in other countries uh, in Africa 
uh, and also from countries, uh, islands with descendants from Africa, you will see a clear pattern in research that certain athletes have certain advantages merely because of the kind of environment they are coming from. Um, there, are, there are areas where there is a generic, a generic tendency of athletes to accelerate much faster in sprints, for instance. Uh, we have in uh, countries on our continent and also in South Africa communities which accelerate much faster and this is running. And I can go on with examples uh, of this. This doesn't mean that that act is not abnormal or in any way not a woman. And this is particularly what the testosterone method is all about. We're trying to isolate one particular uh, um, situation and now trying to make this as an issue for equal participation. It's not what it's about. Then we need to go and deal with all the other events and also not just men, women, we must deal with men as well. We need to look at the thing at a what, much wider perspective. The departure point here must not be testosterone. The departure point here must be why are we looking at women differently? We have a long history of putting challenges in the way of women to be able to excel fairly equally to that of men. That is our history. Testosterone is merely one situation. And we are running now with a, with a story which is very high profile in the, in, in the, in the public domain. Mm. But we mustn't forget the principle. It's not just testosterone. It's various aspects that actually has, in essence, the disadvantage measures that we put in place to try and contain women because we do not understand women. We must say that. Mm. The issue that testosterone must be dealt with as a matter of principle, we are violating the women's rights, mm. not necessarily. Let me move to you, Lithokhanol. I mean, we had the same uh, problems around also the likes of uh, Serena Williams as well because of her uh, physical abilities and physical um, f- physiology as a whole. Do you think women are being misunderstood in sports, especially on an international scale? I think so, but I think also... Uh, what we need to talk about in the Casa Semenya case in particular, we need to speak about the intersex variation, right? So we need to speak mm-hmm. about the idea that there's also, like the impact of this ruling, if it is, if the regulations are to pass, mm-hmm. is that they're going to negatively impact uh, females, women who are of intersex variation and trans mm-hmm. women, transgender women. And then it means that what we now understand is that the understanding of, of women in terms of the Association of Atlantic Federation is a particularly narrow understanding of women. So they're looking for cisgendered women who are assigned female at birth but can't be of intersex variation or can't be transgender. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's really difficult for us to understand how like they are misunderstanding the very concept of women. And if they say they want to promote competition amongst all women, this regulation falls flat in the face of that. So they can't be saying we want all women, but what they're now doing is saying certain women can't compete in these competitions. Well, Lithuanol, I want to play devil's advocate because someone says Mm -hmm. that uh, someone could argue that uh, shouldn't we put the intersex variation or that category of women in a particular grouping and they compete by themselves. I've heard people having those kind of ideas coming into the fold of this discussion. 
But then that wouldn't make sense because then that's still discrimination on the basis of mm-hmm. sex, right? Yeah. So we're now discriminating and differentiating different women on the basis of gender, furthermore on the basis of sex. We could even go further and saying that, okay, mm-hmm. if we think regionally certain women have more advantages, then let's put those women in those competitions. So then we, we're just continuously discriminating on many levels. Mm. You know, it's a high. It's almost like a, an, an, an unending ab- abyss in terms of how far this can go, as Lithuania highlighted. Richard, what does this ki- these kind of conversations do in terms of sports? I'm sure they actually shadow what sports actually should be all about in the first instance. Um, Benjamin, do you want me to respond on that? Yes, I think what's important to understand here is we've got. Uh, a sporting uh, activity which we call the Olympic Games once every four years. Uh, that sporting code has two principles, underlying principles. One is uh, excellence and the other one is universality or just participation for that, for that matter, a simple word for universality. That is the mm. approach when you have an entry-level your normal competitions, people participate in sports for the, for the uh, various reasons why they participate in sport, um, be it relaxation, be it entertainment, be it what it is. But generally, the people uh, participate in sports for that reason. But those very few which are in that category of excellence, they're always going to be extremes. There's always an extreme situation because that is why that athlete excels. And we should celebrate that extreme, not challenge it. And this is really where we need to look at. When a woman, when a man accelerates, let me put it that way, and let me call it by name, mm. people was applauding Usain Bolt for his extraordinary achievements. We never heard any challenge on whether he's been a superhuman man mm-hmm. or not. We never heard that. Mm. Now that we have a superhuman woman, now all of a sudden it's an issue. Instead of applauding and give accolades to an athlete which is willing to sacrifice her life and her daily activities to bring honor to her country and to bring honor to Africa, we are now putting obstacles in her way. Mm. That's not on. You know, I also wanted to position that question a different way to you, Richard, in terms of these conversations. What did they do for the value of sports? Because it seems like, uh, you know, they actually polarize um, what sports actually should be. Um, What are your thoughts around that? What sports is intended to be and what these conversations actually do uh, for sports? Because I don't think they actually create an additional value to what sports should be about. Well, that's a discussion for another day because it's a very broad principled uh, discussion that, but in, 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 in summary, there should be definitions about what is the financial injections into sport and the balancing of that, because there is a very distinct uh, uh, marker here about the amount of money that's been thrown around with athletics. And you've heard the athletes that is actually retaliating against Custer, it's about money. Um, it's not about excellence. It's not about bringing honor to your country. It's, it's monetary challenges. And we need to do, deal with that, that aspect. But that's a discussion for another day. 
The point I want to make very clear as a South African, and I can, again, I'm Mr. Benjamin, I'm making it clear, I'm speaking on behalf of South Africa, and not about on, on, on Africa or, or Asia. It's about South Africa who wants to participate firstly on mass basis. We do on millions of athletes every day is participating in South Africa, and the very few that wants to accelerate to the highest levels of achievements in the world, we would like to put everything behind and support behind mm. those athletes who are willing to bring honor to South Africa. That's mm. our point of view. Mm. If somebody is trying to find a way to try and, and put a stumbling block in a way, like this, this is a mm. matter. And not only that, any challenge against women mm. will be challenged by South Africa. It's an official position. Mm. Well, uh, Rashid William Imedi uh, responds to our question whether uh, you think that Custer Semenya is victimized as an athlete on our Facebook. Uh, Rashid says, yes, she is being victimized because she believes herself as being a woman without any mixture of what you call a male sex homos. In that case, she was being victimized. You can keep the discussion going, keep it going on our Facebook uh, uh, page there. Coming back to you, Little Honolo, what are you thinking around that question whether what this conversation does to the value of sports or what sports should actually represent? Well, I think what's important is also there are larger discussions that we should be having around sports, right? Thinking particularly about the gender gap that's been happening with Banyana Banyana. So I think we know that sports has been important and we know the old adage that says a child in sports is a child out of court, right? So we know that sports has been particularly important, but we're now starting to see that sports can also be a political place. So it's not only about competitions. There are also some race issues, some gender politics, some sex issues. So sports is not outside of the politics and the world that we're currently living in. And this case, this Casa Semenya case, is particularly showing us exactly that, that we are not existing outside of the politics of living. And and what does that actually, what's the result of that? What could the uh, consequence of that be? Because that, that, that's a big statement to, to make, uh, Lisa Honon. Well, I suppose the result is that we need to be careful of what we are doing, right? So I think the impact of this IFF ruling will be really big uh, if it's going to allow people to lower their natural testosterone. It's going to be a big in terms of, what they purport to be in ensuring fair competition for all women, right? So what we, we need to be careful, and that's why we at Sangeet and the Justice are supporting CASTA uh, because this is discriminatory, right? The United Nations body has really told the IFFS to scrap this ruling because it's against a number of international instruments. So we know that this is a human rights case, and if we are going to protect human rights, whatever body we are to be, we need to ensure that we protect all human rights. And I really liked Richard's point earlier about talking about, like, it seems we are particularly focusing on women's sports as opposed to men's sports, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it brings this patriarchal element in, is that we are fine with men being naturally whatever, but as soon as women are starting to have natural talents, natural strength, then we start policing women. So to also talk about, like, how patriarchal even this uh, 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 potential regulations may be uh, to policing women's natural talent. Mm. Let me get the final sentiment from you, Richard. I mean, the world of sports is hanging in balance in terms of the verdict of this court case. How important is it in terms of its outcomes? Well, um, Benjamin, South Africa and Africa as a continent has a very uh, prominent role to play in the future of sport in general. 
Athletics is just merely the topic of discussion at the moment. But Africa has a lot to offer to the world. As Africans, we are, and we are surely showing to the world that we are standing our own in the world. If our athletes, like Custer, is willing to do this on behalf of us, we certainly shouldn't stand in the way to do that on our behalf. Well, thank you so much to both of you for giving us your time. That's the voice of Richard Stander, who is CEO of Athletics South Africa. Thank you also to Litlokonolo Mukhorwane, who is a policy development and advocacy fellow, joining us on the line from John, uh, Son- uh, Sonke Gender Justice. That's Sonke Gender Justice. Thank you both for being part of this conversation. Thank you, Benjamin, for the opportunity. Bye-bye. And thank you as well to the minister who is joining us from London. I think she's still in transit on her way to Switzerland. Uh, that's the minister of the Department of Sports and Recreation in South Africa, Togo Zile Klasa. She has a big delegation there. And we've got to understand what the position of South Africa is with this particular case that is being held in Switzerland at the Court of Arbitration for Sports. Remember, keep the conversation going on our Facebook Facebook page. We're asking you, how do you think that Casta uh, uh, Semenya is being uh, victimized with this particular case? Uh, thank you to uh, the comment that has already been made by uh, Rashid William Imedi. But let's keep that conversation going. If then after this program, I'll be checking it out and being having conversations with you during the day. So let's keep having this conversation. It's a big story, not just around South Africa, but it is one that actually puts uh, the continent in display here because this is one of our own athletes. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're asking. Do you think that Custer Semenya is being victimized as an African athlete? Uh, go to our Facebook page to give us your commentary there. From dire poverty to fame, from humble background to stardom, from poorest of the poor to world stage, from Pologwani to a world champion, from dire poverty to fame,
Let us entice. The human spirit transcends all barriers. The human spirit triumphs. Yes, the message of human spirit conquers. In pursuit of gender equality, in pursuit of crown and accolades, in pursuit of gold and glory, in pursuit of honor and medallions, in pursuit of loyalty and patriotism, Pastor Semenya rose above all odds. Pastor Semenya rose above all odds. Yes, hardware page. Excellence has got to be applauded. Excellence has got to be rewarded. Hardware page. Now is the time to celebrate the Berlin Victor. Now is the time to reverse the humiliation. Now is the time to shame prophets of doom and gloom. Excellence has got to be applauded. Excellence has got to be rewarded. Caster, you rose above adversity. Caster, you rose above envy. You rose above malicious and vicious propaganda. You marginalize the enemy. Enemy of excellence. Yes. What cannot destroy you, strengthened you. What cannot destroy you, strengthened you. Simeon, you rose beyond envy. Mohadi Simeon, you rose above malicious and vicious propaganda. You marginalize the enemy. You marginalize the enemy of excellence and prosperity. What cannot destroy you strengthens you. What could not destroy you strengthened you. Pambi ili Mohadi, Basulegile, Basamile. Pambili Muhadi Simenya Bazamile Bashulegile Ongoma Uyayona Bashulegile Ongom Uyayona Ongom Uyayona